0: What's happening, guys, and welcome to another Uneducated Ape podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Schlutercat. On today's episode of the podcast, this mini-sode that we're going to be calling from moving forward, Pondering Pygmaeus, we'll be discussing the idea of failing in public. Failing in public is something that we're all absolutely dreading, right? On a daily basis, we constantly worry about being subjected to shame or somehow feeling like we've just not hit the mark the social pressure that comes along with all of that is sometimes so overwhelming or crushing that it can really stall us or stop us entirely from being able to pursue what it is that we value in our lives or what it is that might even improve our lives so today i'm going to be discussing a little bit about my own personal experiences with failing in public and i'd love to hear from you so be sure to subscribe to the podcast At Anchor, and make sure that you go to our Facebook page and our Instagram page to stay tuned for any upcoming announcements for future episodes and future guests. And without further delay, let's have a little chat about failing in public. Failing in public is one of the most positive experiences I've ever had and continue to be. I've never really had much of a problem with putting myself into something and then coming out the other side with a value of some kind that was in the positive. I was held back in grade seven because of my lack of interest and investment in school. I was bored most of the time, and I was immensely stubborn. Now, I'm not going to play the blame game on the education system or my teachers, the short-sightedness of anything like that. It's just the way it was, and I don't feel bad for it. I I certainly don't feel bad enough for it not to tell everybody on this podcast. I was held back not because I was inept, but because I was not ready to just put myself all in. There were a number of things going on on a personal level at that time, a lot of loss in the family, and it's difficult to sort of orient yourself when you're 12 years old and you're trying to get a grasp on the scope of life. But beyond that, it's not my only failure. It's one of the most significant ones in my life, and it certainly did help to understand what it is that's required of me in order to build myself up from it rather than tear myself down. Or in spe- in this particular case for this example, let others tear me down due to the fear that they possess over the idea of being held back or failing, missing out on something. These things are always on our mind, some, subtextually, subconsciously. Our society is built upon the idea of failure being the most Close thing to death that we could possibly ever get to. Death being the absolute fail, the absolute denial of our success and potential. And so we strive so diligently, or maybe not even so much so, we believe that we do at times, towards establishing and maintaining some kind of a legacy so we feel that we can cheat death. Now, I won't discuss too much more on the subject of death in this particular podcast, but it is something that eventually I will touch on, as it is a subject that I've been fascinated by since I was four, and I've studied a great deal on the processes of death, the experiences of those of whom that were caretakers, of those that they loved dying, and a whole slew of material that's been written on the ongoing exploration that is death. Now, back to the topic at hand about failing in public, we're looking at it from a perspective of how it is always seemingly fear-induced. We're caught up in this turmoil, this internal twisting uh, over the idea that There's just no real way for us to win in this case. So, of course, we're bound to find ourselves feeling inadequate, valueless, incapable. But it's not true just simply because of an initial slip or our inability to be able to immediately accomplish a goal that we've set ourselves to. If we've never been able to perform a a task or a skill or solve an equation before due to the fact that we haven't had the appropriate amount of time for study and exposure to testing for our comprehension to fully envelop what it is that we've put ourselves to task over, how can we even remotely expect to have an immediate reward? The, the issue obviously underlying our current position in society and our culture in the West is that of immediate gratification or you're somehow, as the person having posed the circumstance or the test, working some kind of malicious magic to deconstruct who it is that we are as an individual. It's always viewed as a personal attack. And so it really does seem to me that we've missed the educational point on that saying that failure is not fatal and defeat is not final. And there are multiple layers to that statement. One of them we obviously take to heart as being solely about us as an individual. And it does certainly apply to that level, but it it also applies to me beyond that level where we begin to understand that it's not ever just solely about us in this life. It's always about the whole, one for the many. And it's a difficult thing to balance because there are so many of us. There's so many human beings on this planet now. We're approaching nine billion. And of course that's an, in fathom, an unfathomable number for us to really truly appreciate. So what, wouldn't it make sense that we would focus on just ourselves? But being so centralized can be limiting and that can begin to deteriorate our ability to appreciate others and connect to others in a way that's meaningful, purposeful, growth-oriented. We want to be the best we can and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But one of the major issues with it is when we become so self-absorbed and so socially inept that we can't even begin to serve the purpose to which we are setting ourselves to in a way that entrenches its value into our immediate community our society and our culture and this is dangerous because we face such a massive amount of separation. The degree of separation is, socially speaking these days, is intense and ever-growing. That gap is broad these days in a very concerning and alarming way. But if we can somehow turn ourselves back to the idea that Our individual success or failure is not solely just an education and an opportunity for us, but also for everyone else that has connection with us. And that could be more than we can suppose in the most immediate sense. How many people do we have on average on Facebook? I mean, how many people do we follow on Instagram? How many people follow us? And we may not even know these people directly, but we can certainly share in many things, in a great deal of the nuances and the details of our lives. So long as we're willing to face the reality that failure is not something that we have to allow to deconstruct or diminish ourselves and our potential. I've been in plenty of situations even just over the last several years where it's difficult to sometimes appreciate and see that for what it is. Especially when we care so deeply about something and we're truly invested in having it become something great. Not just for yourself but again for for others, for many others. Not everyone's gonna have the same view as you not everyone's going to want you to succeed but it doesn't matter what it is that they want for you directly so long as you can decide for yourself that you know what it is that you're seeking for your own purposes your own ends and in the end we're able to become something that we never thought we could before and that is truly magic that is That is something to behold when an individual takes it upon themselves to excel, to pursue excellence without any fear of consequence or failure, and they relentlessly and voraciously pursue and and devour any content or criticism as fuel to perpetuate them, to propel them further and further beyond what it is that they had even initially supposed was possible. I absolutely love to see when an athlete fails. (laughs) I know that sounds strange and I know some people may take that in the wrong context, so I'll be sure to clarify that the reason why I love to see an athlete fail is because of the magic that I had mentioned just a moment ago that can envelop them when they can see that the lesson is contained in that failure. The questions that can be asked after that failure are so much more rich and interesting than they had been before they ever experienced that failure. Failure is not. Fatal. Failure is feedback. And that is something that I constantly reinforce in my athletes, in my students. And I do that for myself every day. Every time that I start to read up on a new subject or try some new teaching method or introduce a new idea to my wife or to one of my students where they might have not been aware of something before, and to see them really tussle with those concepts, those new ideas, and you can tell that there's some sort of an internal struggle. Now, it doesn't always have to be catastrophic or a war, but it's enough to challenge their current perspective, and that could be a catalyst for shifting your entire view and understanding on how you've been operating in the world, even just in the most remote way, the smallest and somewhat almost undetectable way. And that can be very exciting, because what happens next is anybody's guess, really. But in my experience, it ends up typically being something along the lines of incredible growth I highly encourage everybody that's listening to pursue something that you've always wanted to. If you haven't started learning that language for fear of not having enough time or not being good enough, you couldn't speak it immediately after one lesson, well of course not. Get yourself out there. Put yourself on the line. Let yourself stand toe-to-toe with that adversity. Resistance is necessary. Resistance is positive when we understand the value of that pressure. We find our ways to engage with it so long as we work to actually face it in the first place. And that's scary. It's terrifying at times. But honestly guys, you won't regret it if you just stand the line and face down your fear and take some time to really, truly take a look at all of those presupposed negatives and the critiques, the criticisms, the naysaying. Just let it wash over you. Give yourself a chance to appreciate where they're coming from and decide to do what it is that you're doing anyway. I'll be discussing a little bit more about things like this in the future. I hope you've been able to at least gather or glean some things for yourself during this podcast, this mini And I'm very excited to be able to share future conversations on subjects and topics that I have a very personal, deeply vested interest in. Thanks for your time, guys. Cheers. This has been another episode of the Uneducated 8 podcast and our very first installment of the Pondering Pygmaeus series. I'm your host, Brandon Schluterkat. Be sure to follow us on Anchor so you can stay tuned for our future podcasts. And if you can't find us on Anchor because you prefer other platforms, you can follow us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, pending. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay tuned for announcements on future episodes with very special guests. Thank you for your time and attention today, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time.